Hello, everyone. This is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This is episode one, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And I know what you're all thinking. How the hell have you gone all this time and you still haven't played Castlevania Symphony of the Night? It's true. It's true. I didn't play it back when it released on PlayStation 1 in 1997, and I didn't play it more than, I don't know, 27 minutes when it came out on Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation 3 and PSP. And I don't have a good reason for it. I do for when I was younger. I didn't get a PlayStation 1 until 99, I believe. I was still a youngin' back in those days. I am a 1986 baby and I didn't come from a well-off family so I was lucky to get a console at any point in any generation and when it came to games I was left to whatever was available at my blockbuster in their little sale rack which came with a clear case and if a game came with multiple discs you only got one of the discs Uh, which was fun when I thought I was getting Metal Gear Solid and ended up getting the VR missions only. That wasn't the greatest uh, discovery. But I didn't get my PlayStation until a few years after Symphony of the Night came out, and that never graced my Blockbuster sale rack. And I was lucky to get one game a year brand new, and... Symphony of the Night never really crossed my path, and it might be because I I wasn't there when it came out. And then, fast forward to its Xbox Live Arcade release and all that, I bought it, I played it for a little, but for whatever reason, I just didn't stick with it. Maybe something else came out at the same time, I don't know. But... I eventually fell in love with the Castlevania series with the GBA games. You had Harmony of Dissonance, Circle of the Moon, and my personal favorite, Area of Sorrow, which is still my favorite of the Castlevania franchise, though Symphony of the Night may top it. I don't know. But I just never went back, and even when it was easily available and I owned a copy of it, I never got around to playing it until right now and I am so happy that I did because this will come as no surprise to those who have already played the game Castlevania Symphony of the Night is a fantastic fantastic game it is gorgeous it still looks great today I do wish I played it on a switch if it was available or on the PSP just because I have to imagine it would look incredible on a smaller screen. But even playing it on my big screen TV, it still looked great. The visuals are fantastic. And part of that may be because games harken back to that pixelated art style these days. And so while it is old, it still feels new and fresh. And another part of that is just the incredible variety to the game uh, aesthetically with just how many different environments there are how many different enemy designs there are 
There are some really crazy out there enemies, like this one that has a really weird name that I am not even going to begin to try and pronounce or remember. But it's in this long hallway where you pass by these windows every now and again and you see this giant floating eye in the background if you really pay attention which is something i love there's so much attention to detail in the enemies in the environments the music so much of it is just so finely crafted and you could see all the love and sweat and tears that was poured into every single millimeter of this game but in this hallway there are these like lizardy creatures that have tails with half-naked women on them who spit fireballs at you and that was the first time in the game where I was like whoa this this is wild this is wild because before that I think you're just fighting skeletons and armored not creatures but just armored men and whatnot but then I got to that room and it kept going and going and I was like oh my god I can't I can't take these creatures anymore and then there are these like uh giant uh, Venus fly traps like the big creature from Little Shop of Horrors that spit these little balls that turn you to stone and it was at that point that I was like man this game really is something special because it has so much in it there, there's just so much to it there's there are all these types of enemies the environment keeps changing I was so surprised by how many different types of environments are in the game from your underground caverns to your more decadent gothic cathedral-esque looking uh, environments to clock towers to a library there, there's just so much there's like this very mechanical area with these stupid medusa heads that i hate i hate the medusa heads so much because they're just so frustrating especially when you first walk into this one environment that has all these mechanical bits and these harpies flying around that I just hate. I hate everything about that area. But you go there, at least I got there before I was able to not take damage from water. And right at the beginning, these things will just knock you into the water and you'll take damage and it was very frustrating. There's also the Royal Chapel, which was maybe my first fight with frustration in the game going up those stupid stairs where you kill the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex skulls and the one on the bottom is spitting fire down at you as you're climbing up the stairs and then there's one skull that is just hanging on the top it's like hey I'm just I'm just chilling up here you kill the one on the bottom and then what does the one on top do it just starts tumbling slowly down the stairs and I thought maybe if I go off the screen go far enough down it'll disappear but no that thing will follow you the entire way and you can hear it and it's so annoying but it's also incredible that attention to detail again where it just keeps tumbling down towards you it doesn't pick up speed it doesn't disappear it's still there and it's coming after you and then at the very top of those stairs there's a skull with a giant spike ball on it and i thought okay whatever i'll deal with this i had maybe like 50 health and then that thing hit me and it did like 53 points of damage and killed me. I was like, oh, well, this sucks. I guess I'm going to have to reload and start this over again. And I went through those stairs far too many times, dying and getting very frustrated and annoyed. 
But the thing about those moments in Symphony of the Night is that despite how frustrating the game could get, I never wanted to quit. I wanted to keep going because I enjoyed the game that much. And I knew that those moments of frustration weren't the game's fault, but just me either getting too confident or just not being patient enough and being frustrated in myself and needing to take a break, needing to step back from the game and come back to it later. And that's what I would do in those moments because I wanted to keep going forward and I knew that I just needed a break and that it wasn't the game's fault. There are other moments of frustration like this room that was full of flea men. If you've played Symphony of the Night, flea men are these stupid, stupid enemies. They're not really harmful. They can't do a lot of damage, but they can be really annoying when there's a lot of them and they're just jumping around, hopping everywhere, doing one point of damage, and you just want to... It would be really hard for them to kill you, but they can take off a decent amount of health if you're just getting overwhelmed in the situation, which happened to me once. And then I just like, okay, I need to step back and assess the situation and just calmly move forward and kill these stupid little flea men. But... The thing about it is that I always came back. I always wanted to keep going forward. And I, I love the way the game, at every moment where I thought, okay, I, I, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I would just look at the map or think about it and go somewhere and try something. And nine times out of ten, it would be the right thing. Or if not the right thing, it would be something. It would be one path that I could go down now because I've unlocked an ability. I've unlocked the ability to open doors. I've unlocked uh, double jump. Uh, speaking of double jump, double jump is a game changer. When you unlock that, you feel so incredibly powerful. It's one of two game changers. The other one being the soul of a bat, which allows you to turn into a bat and fly around. And then you just feel like, well, I can go anywhere now. This entire world is completely open to me. There's nowhere I can't go. Um, and I just love the way that every single time I thought I was stuck, I was able to find a new place to go. I was able to continue. I wasn't stuck for too long. I didn't check any guys or anything like that, which I'm pretty proud of. Um, I didn't want to spoil anything for myself, so I just kept going, and when I'd hit a wall, I would just stop, and I would think, and I'd be like, okay, well, I think I remember this door being here, and I needed to be in misform, and I just unlocked misform, so I'm going to go there now, or I, I remember this being here, and now I have this ability, so I'm going to go there, and... It, it was just so rewarding to come back and find something new and be in awe of what is in those areas, whether it be more elaborate, crazy enemies or very cool environments, great music. So much about this game I love. I love the gameplay. It feels great. The double jump does feel fantastic. And the movement and all that, uh, sidestepping, uh, all of that feels great. If I if I had to put some complaints out there, I don't feel like most of the boss fights were that difficult. In most cases, I was able to kill them all 
the first time and I didn't even feel like I was in danger of dying. There was one enemy in particular, I think it was like a flying man or something that every time I would attack it, it would reset its animation and I don't know if that's a bug or some glitch in the code and they just never fixed it, but that one was just incredibly easy because I would just keep hitting it and it would never be able to attack me because it would just reset, 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 reset. It was a bit time consuming. It took more hits than I thought, but for the most part, every single boss fight wasn't that memorable or exciting. One of the standouts was definitely the giant ball of corpses, I guess it is, because that one was just massive and it would drop so many of these corpses down and then you would just have like a giant crowd coming at you and they they don't do a lot of damage and they're easy to take out but they just you have to deal with them in order to start attacking that giant ball and slowly breaking it apart so you can kill the thing in the middle of the creature or whatever it is and that was definitely one of the most thrilling boss fights i had and I almost died when I played it, but I, I beat it with just like the littlest amount of health left, which was awesome. It was a great feeling. And that happened again in another boss fight with... I, I can't remember what the creature was, but there was another one where I was surprised by how strong it was and how, how difficult the situation... I was like, oh, I can handle this, but I almost didn't handle it, and that was sad. Uh, and, th and then when it comes to the ending, I got the bad ending. I, I, at least I think it's the worst ending. From what I can tell, it's the worst ending. I ended up fighting uh, Richter Belmont and killing him. And I know there are multiple endings and a reverse castle or whatever it's called, which I may return to at some point. But after I got that ending, and as... I don't want to say unsatisfying as it was, but I didn't feel great killing uh, Richter Belmont. Uh, and, and I forgot to mention this, the game starts at the end of uh, the last Castlevania game, which is, I forget what it's called, Blood something. I didn't play that game either, and I remember when I first booted up Symphony of the Night that I was thinking... Ooh, should I cancel this and play that game instead? But I didn't. Uh, Rondo of Blood, that was, that's the name of it. So it starts at the end of that, and I remember playing that and just thinking, Ooh, this feels very classic Castlevania-like. And I, li I liked that intro. It felt good. Um, it reminded me of the original Castlevania games that I played, and... Never got too far in Simon's Quest. I was always too scared when it transitioned to night and everything turned horrible. And I was just, I, I turned my NES off every single time when that happened. But when I got the ending to Symphony of the Night, I thought, yeah, I, I know there are other endings, but I'm, I'm happy with this. I am satisfied with my experience. Will I ever come back to this? Maybe, but I don't know when. And then quickly, a few days after it, after I finished, I thought about the game a lot, and I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I just was consumed by it despite putting it down, and I think I'll probably return to it sometime soon, but it isn't something I am 
itching to go back to right away just because I know there are so many other games in my backlog that deserve attention as well. But Castlevania Symphony of the Night is an incredible game. I'm so happy I finally got back and played it. Uh, it's gorgeous. The music's fantastic. The environments are great. And the thing I really love about the game when thinking about games that are similar these days, like Dead Cells, which immediately comes to mind, uh, is that there is such a huge difference when you have a handcrafted world compared to a world that is procedurally generated. Uh, sure, the, the variety of the procedurally generated world is nice and not always knowing where things are going to go. Of course, there are certain things like, okay, there's always going to be this door in this space or whatever, but you don't get the same moments you get in something when it's handcrafted. There's an area in Symphony of the Night pretty early on where it's like an outside area with a stone bridge and there are these flying skulls. And when you first go up there on the bridge, you don't know that the bridge under you is going to collapse at points. And it does. And when you collapse and drop down into the lower area, you're going to be met with a giant skull that at that early point in the game can wreck you in a few hits. You don't have a lot of health and it could just destroy you if you're not careful. And that is a moment that happens because the designers put it in there. They said, okay, in this area, we're going to build it so this happens. And you don't get that in Dead Cells. Dead Cells, as much as I do enjoy it, there aren't any moments in it that I think back about. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that was really cool when that happened. Or, oh, I love this. But in Symphony of the Night, I have those moments. I remember things like that when that happened to me. Going down that hallway with the eyes watching me outside the window. Going through this, this little ferry ride with this skeleton man and getting my ability to uh, call the other fairy and eventually be able to be in water without taking damage. There are so many little things that I remember and love about the game that exist because it was handcrafted and not just a bunch of assets thrown together randomly every now and again. Um, but yeah, I played it on Xbox One thanks to backward compatibility. And I highly recommend if you are like me and haven't played it all this time to go back and visit Castlevania Symphony of the Night because it is one of the best games I've ever played. I adore it. I, I am so happy that I have now scratched it off my backlog. And I'm very sad that we don't get Castlevania games like this anymore so it's a bittersweet experience for me because I've, I've loved the Castlevania games since the GBA games and this was just a reminder of how great Castlevania used to be and it would be wonderful if Castlevania could once again reclaim that glory but I think that will do it for this inaugural episode of Attack the Backlog I hope you all enjoyed it and I would love any feedback. Leave a comment in the post, on YouTube, whatever. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kuznez. This was episode one of Attack the Backlog, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, all the usual places, at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find 
this here podcast, the Pixelated Sausage Podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to support the show and everything else you can find on the site, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs. And if you want to watch a video of this, which I think should be really fun and hopefully it came out well, go over to youtube.com slash sausage and check it out there. So thank you for listening or for watching and have a wonderful, wonderful day.